0: Hi, this is Tom Lyle and you're listening to Superior Spider Talk.
1: Welcome to the Superior Spider Talk. My name is Dan Gavazdin, and I'm the editor of GrindMyReels.com.
0: And I'm Mark Giannacchio, the editor of the Chasing Amazing blog.
1: Thanks for joining us for the 23rd episode of Superior Spider Talk. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that it provides an intelligent conversation between two fans and collectors as we hope to look at the Spider Man comic universe in a bit of a bigger picture.
0: Yes, and for episode 23, we'll be discussing the 21st issue of Superior Spider-Man. We'll then uh, move into some listener feedback and emails and finish by talking about some really interesting news tidbits from around the Spider-Man comic book universe.
1: If you want to skip to a specific section, just use the chapter selection arrows on your player. And if you hear this sound, please check out your iOS device for a link to an article, video, or image to enhance your listening experience. So uh, Mark, let's get right into it. Let's talk about superior Spider-Man number twenty-one. She keeps some oash in a pretty cabinet. Let the big she says, just like Marie Antoinette, a building.
0: all right all right all right superior 21 you know dan for me what i really liked about this issue was i felt it kind of served two purposes it it was the nice one and done story involving a character that you know we had not seen in quite a long time in terms of Spider-Man continuity, and it also advanced a lot of the larger plot lines that Dan Slott's been building up to, including obviously some things that are about to explode in that Goblin Nation arc early next year. We talked a lot in our last episode about how we get like these kind of like catch your breath issues from Slott, where like we kind of you know peek in on the spider-man universe and you know it's kind of a nice little diversion from the larger plot lines this i kind of felt like we had a little bit of that but then you know big stuff happened and you know there was a big spider-man and villain confrontation and you know a nice em- uh, emotional uh reconciliation as well um so you know i i i really enjoyed how it, it just kind of like served all these different needs and angles
1: yeah, um, and like I said last time, like that being like that, it was one of the kind of issues that I read Spider-Man for. This is kind of exactly the same, but maybe even more so. You've got the supervillain battles and the the like on the ground Peter Parker stuff and the bugle. I mean, this this covers all of the things that I love about Spider-Man, particularly in like um, the Roger Stern era Spider-Man, where it was just kind of Peter doing his thing and the bugle and. And, you know, it's a lot about his social life, but still makes room for the big baddie. And uh, I thought this one was all those things, and then even a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and you know, I mean, just to focus at the start with, with the bad guy of the month, so to speak, with Stunner. I mean, I was, I was really impressed with how um, Slot integrated Stunner in this issue. I mean, you know, Slot seems to have a pretty good knack of, like, mining the gold from the Clone Saga. Um, you know, I thought like his use of Jackal in Spider Island uh, a couple of years ago was was well deployed. But you know, here is one. You know, when we saw the solicitations for this, I mean, you know, the obvious elephant in the room was okay. So what's Otto gonna do with his ex girlfriend trying to kill him as Spider Man? I mean, that was you know that was the gimme of the story. But like, I felt that you know he you know slots immense grasp of history and continuity. Um, helped him to really bring in a story with Stunner that worked on a lot of different levels. It wasn't just kind of, you know, the the sitcom-y misidentification angle. I mean, you know, the fact that Otto's avatar, you know, the the 90s Doc Ock of all the avatars shows up at the end to kind of give some closure and finality to this character's arc. Um, Because, you know, we really didn't get any finality to this character in the 90s when she was around. So, uh, you know, like color me impressed that this was a really good stunner story in, you know, in a time and place where I wasn't necessarily expecting one.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, really pleased with how she showed up and why she was called to fight uh, Spider-Man in this issue. You know, normally these villains kind of drift in and out of the books and you're wondering, like, okay, like, where do they go when they're not in the comic and what, why aren't they just attacking all the time or, you know, like, what, what are their lives like? And, and Dan Slott's answer to this is really, you know, one that I had actually forgotten about, that, that Stunner had made this great sacrifice, um, you know, of her life. For otto 's rejuvenation after the death by Kane, and um, you know to see that called back to here, and that be the reason why she's like on this you know dogged mission to destroy spider man I-, I thought was really actually quite interesting and um and really well handled by slot
0: yeah and and there was a lot of callbacks in this issue too I mean one of the ones that that jumped out at me just I thought was a really cool visual was um Stunner ripping the um the extra arms off of Spider Man's suit. And I don't know, for me that like felt like what Spider Man did to Otto in Al Octopus Wars we were talking about in our last episode. So I don't know if with the black cat issue if that arc has just been on slot's mind a lot lately, but I, I just thought that was a cool visual.
1: Yeah, and I definitely think it was intentional because even Stunner has a line. She's like, Oh, four mechanical arms, you know, it's you know, yeah. obviously, you know, obviously, really kind of obvious auto shout out, yeah. but, um, yeah, yeah
0: but just, that, but that specific scene to me, it seemed like it, it, it echoed it, you know, when Peter, when, when Spider-Man like, you know, in his rage for what. Ock is trying to do to black cat. He just rips the arms off him and like kind of leaves him. Um, you know, it just kind of struck me like that, like that, that rage to, to, to humble him to that degree, you know, cause that's what Stunner is trying to do there. It's like, How dare you imitate the great Doc Ock? I'm going to humble you. You know, it's like, yeah, that's kind of how I interpreted it.
1: Well, one of the things that I always like when I read Spider-Man comics is the humor in the comic book. And, you know, um, Doc Ock's voice is kind of, you know, and he's not a particularly funny guy. um, But, you know, I think in this issue especially, Dan Slott has found a really good way of of finding that humor, even if it's not someone cracking jokes. I thought that this uh, issue was... Really funny, um, uh, funnier than most, you know, like the death by Kraken line, making fun of the NSA in in the comic was really funny, you know, and the world is finally really actually starting to notice how obtrusive Spider-Man is. You know, I've been I've been thinking about that a lot, especially in the um, the the arc issues uh, um, and how many spiders were running across uh, Manhattan. You know, I got to think that some people would be really bothered by this.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, I mean, I definitely feel like with with how Slot generally writes, Otto is, you know, we're laughing at him, not with him. And there's still a lot of that too. But I mean, yeah, there are some genuinely funny moments in this issue, and and obviously the NSA thing, um, you know, that was that's kind of like the other elephant in the room. I mean, you know, I mean that's that's obviously a theme that Slot's been kind of building towards since since he this kicked off. I mean, I I, I would think even more so since the. Um, the massacre arc when he kind of shows up on all the closed circuit televisions at the end. Um, but um, no, I mean, that, that, that's definitely um, some good stuff. We got some characters kind of returning out of the blue in this issue, right? Like we got some Betty Brand action coming on.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I forgot where exactly she's coming from. I mean, the last we really saw her is with um, dealing with Flash Thompson in Venom stories. Um, like, what, what has Betty been up to?
0: I guess we'll find out. I mean, you know, and, and, and I mean, did they really get into the purpose of why she's coming back? Besides the fact that, you know, the Bugles obviously have been kind of thrown, you know, off kilter in recent in recent weeks with, you know, Robbie, you know, grow, you know being the ultimate badass city editor and firing people and, <laughs> and that just had their their homicidal boyfriends break up with them, you know, things like that.
1: Yeah, I uh, guess I guess Betty's uh, blogging hasn't been enough to su- sustain her, so she's now back at the newspaper. So, Mark, uh, this might be uh, telling for you.
0: I was just say like I think I think my blogging hasn't been working out for me either, so maybe I should go crawling back um, or not. Uh, <laughs> no, so yeah, she's you know it's always good to see a character like that. Although you know, just just as I'm talking to you about it, dance slots. Um, words from New York Comic Con of, I don't care if it's a Ditko character or a Ramita character, you know, everyone's open for, you know, it's open game, so to speak, uh, during Goblin Nation. I'm wondering, oh, is, is, is Betty Brant someone that something terrible might happen to that slot might pull the trigger on?
1: Yeah. Well, he's certainly put her through the ringer before, you know, back in his first issue with Stegman, where she was accosted by a criminal and nearly died, you know, Maybe he's got his uh, target set on Betty Brant.
0: Yeah, poor Betty. You know, she first she marries what she thinks is the hobgoblin, and that didn't work out. And then, you know, she, she starts going steady with an alcoholic who has the symbiote. So, yeah, she just can't catch a break, right?
1: I don't know. She's not exactly innocent herself. Half of these, half of these problems she set up on her own.
0: I still always think back to that issue, like, oh god, it's like 180 something, or where where she comes back and like, and she throws herself at Peter because and Peter's just getting over MJ, and she's like all like kind of like sexed up and stuff for that issue, and then Ned is just like, wait, we haven't we haven't gotten divorced, we're not broken up, what is this crap? It's like, oh man, Betty, like, I I've lost all respect for you. So well, yeah, she, you're right. She
1: keeps that going for a while, and she even goes and dates Flash at the same time.
0: Right. Well, of course, and that's what led to more of the evidence that Ned was the Hobgoblin because he was, you know, going to set Flash up. Right. So, I don't
1: necessarily blame him.
0: Yeah. No, well, Flash, Flash, Flash is trouble, man. If you're going out with Flash, you're trouble. You're, you're looking for trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. So what else do we got here? We got um, let's talk some Carly Cooper action in um, Superior. What did you think of Carly's stuff?
1: Can, are we allowed to call it Carly Cooper action? I mean, this is this is Carly Cooper in action. Con- conti- uh, continuing in action.
0: So frustrating, am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I did I did appreciate um the parallelism of Carly standing over Oxgrave, which is the same image that we saw um when Superior Spider Man one opened up with Peter standing over uh you know, the grave. And uh so that was kind of nice I guess from a visual sense.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was a def- another cool callback. I mean, here's the thing and and you know, I I feel bad kind of jumping all, all over Dan slot here and I, you know, I do as much in what I wrote on chasing as well, but um he this is a great issue, but he has I feel like slot has this habit sometimes where he he has the end game in his mind. And he wants to, and he needs to set things up for the end game. But the way he kind of pulls the trigger on the setup, it kind of does a disservice to some of his characters because, like, you know, let's let's face it, in in a normal, rational world, Carly Cooper returns from the Caymans or wherever the hell she was coming back from with her information, and she goes to the Avengers, and the story is over. But we can't obviously can't do it that way because. Slot wants to introduce all these other elements, so you know, like, like, and they're they're really interesting ideas. Like, why is Otto's grave empty um, when when Carly is presented to the Green Goblin? There's clearly a familiarity there, so it starts begging questions about who's the Green Goblin, and 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 it's setting things up for that. What's in the journal that the Green Goblin is reading, and how is this going to be used against Carly or used against Otto? These are all really great points that I think are probably going to have great payoffs but getting there didn't make sense and it's a little slapdash and I wish slot could come up with a better way to get from point a to point b sometimes when he when he starts trying to pull all these big ideas together
1: yep you said it as well as I could have said it
0: Um... (laughs) (laughs) sorry didn't mean to steal all your thunder
1: (laughs) no 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 thunder properly taken Okay. <laughs> but let's talk about uh, Otto's body. Do you have any thoughts about this? I mean, I I, I am perplexed you know, w- where this body could possibly be.
0: I heard his body was stolen by some random doctor who was interacting with the original lineup of the Uncanny X-Men. And, and wait, no. Wait, we discovered that was a robot. So couldn't be that. Um, <laughs> you see, that's why I was mad about that story because it's like – we could have stolen that body, and someone could have been screwing around with the, with the original Doc Ock, and it could have been like, "Oh wow, this all ties in together, and it's really cool." But alas, that that horse has been officially beaten. Um, so yeah, who, where the hell is his body? I don't know. I mean, you know, is 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 <laughs> are we gonna revisit the whole uh, hand thing where they're you know maybe Goblin turns them, maybe the hand and. After Kingpin got wrecked in Shadowland, maybe they stole the body. I mean, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you really, you really want this hand thing to happen, don't you?
0: Uh, you know what? Like, when in doubt, the hand is there. <laughs> <laughs> the well, hand, the hand. That's the Otto. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that is his saving grace. Often is Otto's hand. Um, God, this <laughs> sounds, this sounds really dirty and awful. <laughs> we have
0: a, we have a job. For the hand.
1: <laughs> His hand was really helpful in issue two of Superior Spider-Man, if you catch my drift.
0: Oh, now you just crossed that line. Now, now, now we got to put a parental advisory on our podcast, Diane. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. There, there was a moment where, like, Carly got grabbed by an arm, and I thought, oh, my God, that's Carrion's arm. Are we really going to do this? Uh, are <laughs> we really going to bring Carrion back? And then who thankfully it was just menace which is a sentence nobody has ever said in the <laughs> history of of Spider-Man comics I Oh you really would prefer menace to Carrion?
0: I, that's interesting. I think so. I think so. You see, like I guess it depends on like what era of Carrion you're getting, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Um cuz I thought like his early spectacular stories that um was that a was that Mantlo? I believe so. Uh, yeah. I mean I thought some of those are were, were, were fun. But and
1: he's a floating corpse clone or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he like trash just Peter's apartment and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're kinda of fun. They're kinda of fun, if not like very oddly powered villain for yeah. and what he is. But yeah. um anyway, so yeah, Do you have no theories about this? Do you have do you have any like ideas? So wait.
0: So you're not counting my hand comment as a theory? Oh, you know, no, no. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll count it. I'll count it.
1: I'll count it. Okay. Um. Well,
0: this is the. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think. I think I will say this. I think the body has been dug up. I don't think it, it's. I don't think the body has, by itself, escaped.
1: No, I agree. I I, I don't see any zombie. Th- things happening in this yeah
0: yeah i mean you know so the question becomes why why is somebody why would somebody dig up the body and of course what's the end game and and i mean maybe it's a it was a trap that the goblin set thinking that spider-man would show up no you know like after you know that call back to that first scene in superior you know it's peter standing over the grave. So maybe, you know, they kind of set this trap like the hollow grave to, 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 you know, like, oh, thinking he'll come back.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I'm just imagining Menace is just like hiding in a bush nearby waiting for someone to come up. Right. And she's like, oh, it's it's Carly. I, I guess I'll go with this.
0: Because, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously this the, the game changes with Goblin having the journal and what the journal says. But – you know, prior to that, there's no reason to think that the goblins know who um, that Doc Ock is Spider-Man, and thus they, they're going to sabotage the grave, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that, – that's, that's just – yeah. So, I mean, like, to me, I feel like it was either just a trap set for Spider-Man, for Peter, Spider-Rock, whatever you want to call him, Spock, yeah. or, or someone, another – Party altogether dug the body up for for nefarious purposes i e the hand
1: yeah i like, <laughs> i like I like that theory a lot, and I know you can have stuck with this for a while, so i'm going to support you on that one, okay um, about the journal you know it didn't really seem like a big mystery to me I mean, I think this is an awesome moment you know that probably spider fans have been waiting for because in a way, I think this is a uh, set up to um get us back to the status quo before a brand new day where the goblin knows who is Spider-Man knows it's Peter Parker. And that journal definitely includes that he is Peter Parker and possibly even that Dr. Octopus is in his mind.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. I mean, you know, what, what, I guess, you know, Carly, Carly has been so kind of, I don't want to say stupid because that's a really mean word, but so dense about a lot of what she does. Of course, she's going to put like all of her critical evidence in a journal.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Dear Diary, today I cracked the case. Tomorrow I'm gonna to visit the grave. On Thursday I'm gonna go see the Avengers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wait, the crosstown bus doesn't operate on Thursday, so maybe I'll hold off till Friday. Cause God knows I don't want to walk.
0: Well, yeah, but Friday I might take a three-day weekend, so well, it can wait till Monday.
1: You gotta oh, go. To hold- ha- you gotta go to happy hour.
0: Oh, hold on. At some point I need to call. Mary Jane, and leave a vague message, and tell her to tell everyone else who knows Peter not to go near him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Carly! We need we need we need a sound drop that the, 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 with Carly. I think we, that's that's our goal. We need our listeners to suggest some 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 uh, sound effect drops that we can put in whenever we talk about Carly. Um,
1: well, let's go so, back to the story and what we liked about it. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course.
0: yeah. Well, we'll. we'll, we'll well, I mean we could still keep speculating about these these plot points that were brought up with Carly. I mean I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't like how how slot got us from point A to point B, but I'm excited by what point B presents because okay, so let's who is the goblin? I mean, he clearly knows who Carly is. So who does that who 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 has interacted with Carly that that we can throw up there as candidates?
1: Well, I went back and reread actually a bunch of uh of storylines involving Carly okay and, you know, and most of hers involve you know uh, Lily Hollister, who is menaced, who's there right then and of um uh you know, and the normal like rogues gallery of all of peter's friends and I don't think that this is like one of like you know flash Thompson obviously not you know. Um, so, I mean, the the real candidates, you know, obviously Harry knows her because yeah. Harry's the one that introduced her to Peter, um, and so that still leaves that possibility. But the other two, again, um, and a person you and I haven't talked about um, is uh, Vin Gonzalez, who the last time we saw him was in issue six hundred, which we know Slot is very like proud of for setting things up, um, and he uh, assaulted Harry outside of uh, the party um, for the birthday party and, uh, and, and, and basically, like, uh, attacked him about his goblin legacy and showed the goblin tattoo on his arm. And we haven't seen that go anywhere. So that got me thinking back about Vin Gonzalez. But also Norman Osborn did meet Carly in New Ways to Die. Um, so that still leaves him on the table. But it does remove Normie because Normie has never met nor heard of Carly <laughs> Cooper.
0: I think I've officially given up on Normie. Yeah, me too. But
1: there's something up with Normie, right? I mean, the spider since went off for a reason.
0: Yeah, well, you know, aren't we supposed to get a new goblin coming in the next few issues? So maybe maybe, maybe there'll be Goblin Junior. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Why not? Uh,
0: um, but yeah, I mean, here's my thing with uh, I mean, obviously Norman and 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 Harry would make sense. Um, I mean, the thing that that you know with Vin, with Vin Gonzalez is, I mean, I don't want to be callous. I know he was around in a lot of issues, but, like, my attitude with that would just be, so what? You know what I mean? Like, what, why Why is that a big deal that he's the Green Goblin?
1: He was like, already the, uh, the, the Spider Tracer killer. Yeah. Or at least involved in that. Yeah. I
0: just, yeah, I just, that... I would I would feel legitimately let down by that, and it makes sense. So it's not it's not that I'm dismissing it. It makes total sense, and and I think he's as viable as a candidate as any right now, probably more so than than some of the other names that we've tossed around the last few months. Um, but I don't know. There's, I mean, would that would that excite
1: you? Not really, other than a oh, connect the dots kind of way. Um, I mean, I think the only person that would make sense, like, he makes sense to me, but the really, uh, all evidence still points towards Norman, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, And to me, like, that, you know, they're, they're setting up this Goblin Nation arc as being kind of like this epic, historic showdown where nothing will be the same afterwards, and I feel like it's got to be an Osborne if you're going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, because that's where, the, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about this in greater length um, in a future podcast. But you know, we just read the um, the the Superior Spider Man Annual, and of course, it ends with the Goblin talking about its tradition. You know what I mean? And like to me, the tra- tradition is with the Osborns. It's with Norman more than Harry, but it's it's that's that's where the tradition lies. That's the history. That's that's the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like when you're thinking of the greatest Spider-Man stories of all time. These are the these are the Osborn as Green Goblin stories. Um, yeah, I,
1: I, although that, and we'll get to this later when we talk about that issue uh, in a couple podcasts from now. You know, but the word tradition to me implies a nature of handing something down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and so you know, Harry is still a viable option, although I don't know that that makes sense for the character, even though we haven't seen much of what he's doing, but. Last we saw of him, he wanted nothing to do with Spider-Man and the Osborne legacy, and made out went out to make his own legacy. So I, yeah. I I can't imagine that it's him unless we get some additional information about what's going on in Harry's mind. Um, I
0: think we're gonna I think we're gonna see Harry again real soon in these stories, but I think Harry is gonna be brought in because it, he is in opposition to. Whoever the Green Goblin is,
1: it would be a shame to see Harry go right back to doing that again, after they did a lot of work with him in Brand New Day to make him a fun, viable character again. You know, some of my yeah. favorite issues in that series or that time period were like Peter and Harry hanging out, and he was the only one who sold me on the getting rid of the Mary Jane marriage because they were actually having fun with him again. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. And that and was fit- our speculation, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, of course, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 just glad that I'm not kind of talking to myself when it comes to my apathy with with Vin, and 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 I think I guess the reason why I just wanted to bring it up again is because like the more the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, the more I'm starting to think if it's not Norman, it's probably him, it's probably Vin, so. And that just kind of makes me sad. I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're getting sad about someone who wasn't even on our radar like last week, and now and now he's completely on our radar, so yeah who knows? he's like
0: yeah, um so um so um you know we're talking about speculative characters, but let's talk about characters who we we know are in fact a part of the spider man universe. um We had some more good stuff from Anna Maria in this issue, I thought I mean. Um, God, that, 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 that whole plot is just so interesting and is going to be really so awful for her when the truth comes out, because, you know, I think she is very sincere in in her feelings for Peter. And I think that Otto is sincere in her feelings and his feelings for her, but, oh man, like that is just, I mean, talk about living a lie right now, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's that great moment where Anna is talking to uh, the the Schnoz, um, and uh, she she's like talking to him about like how smart Peter is and everything. And Otto thinks to himself, "Wow, she really understands me." And the really sad thing about it is that she doesn't know him at all. She, you know, uh, you know knows the person you know who she she thinks she knows him. But, like, not only is he living a lie in terms of hiding the Spider-Man stuff, but he's living a lie about, like, what his motives are and even, you know, who he is, you know, Otto inside of Peter's body. It's like the grand poobah of, of lies, uh, misrepresentations of yourself. And, and this poor woman is going, I'm sure, going to figure out what's going on or, like, have a stark realization.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I, I've been I've been thinking more and more that she is going to figure into the resolution of the Superior Era. I don't know if um, he sacrifices something because of her, because or you know he outs himself and she rejects him. I, I, I'm, but like like she she's going to play a role in this. I feel like like again like she's being built up as being too important. Like I mean, you know, she's like. You know, probably the most well-crafted Spider-Woman, you know, if you know what I mean, spider, Spider-Man girl, um, I don't know, in a really long time for me. I mean, like, I, I, I feel like I, I like her more than Carly <laughs> when when Carly was introduced. I don't know. Maybe maybe I've just always been anti-Carly. I don't know.
1: But I feel like she's very similar to Carly. She's just given a unique circumstance to be a part of. Um, and Dan Slot has made her into a mi- minority group. That makes her stand out a bit more. But uh, she is an interesting character. Um, but I think she's m- interesting through the lens of how uh, Dr. Octopus is treating her. He loves her because she's unwillingly perpetuating, like, his lie and, like, inflating his ego at the same time.
0: Yeah. Uh, which yeah.
1: we know is his primary objective.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, like an old rom-com trope here because it's like, you know, he, he – he, he on the surface has respect for her, but how much respect does he actually have? If, if, like you said, if her sheer existence or her sheer purpose is to perpetuate his lie, his his great lie, his master lie.
1: Yeah. Um. Do you think that she's gonna like catch on to him being Spider Man? I mean, even in this one, he's a bit overly familiar with her, and she like calls him on it.
0: Uh, that would certainly um be the case. I mean, we 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 really haven't had a lot of Otto struggling to conceal his identity in these issues. Like, like, you know, there was always this kind of in the, especially like in the Dick Lee and Ramita Lee days, this, this struggle of like Peter being like, ah, crap, how am I going to get out of the room and become Spider-Man? You know what I mean? Like, like without anyone noticing. Yeah. And we really, we really don't get that with, with Otto. And, and I wonder if, We don't get that because he's so superior. He doesn't get flustered or because he, you know, like he just hasn't been challenged yet. And, you know, the first time where something's going to happen and she's around him, he's going to expose himself and expose himself as (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man.
1: I hope that's the only way. Yes. Um, but like, yeah, this story was great because I think it was the first time like that those worlds have kind of collided. You know, we have yes. this kind of sudden appearance of someone that then catches him off guard because he he needs to be two people at once. He needs to be Dr. Octopus and he needs to be Spider-Man. And there's that great scene where Stunner is coming at his back while he's holding the bus up um, over um, uh, over both his teacher and Anna Maria. And I was actually really nervous for a second. And I thought, oh, my God, is Anna Maria going to bite it? Like, is this his, like, Gwen Stacy-esque moment? Um, you know, literally being caught between two lovers. Uh, yeah. And not not to mention all the people who were on that bus that got thrown halfway across town. Uh Hell yeah. Why anyway. does anybody live in New York City in the Marvel Universe? That I can't understand.
0: Because it can't be the rent, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're all moving to Houston, <laughs> like with the new Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, that's 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 a fun thing. Although, I, I, you know, I, I do find it interesting if you if you've seen this the uh, previews for um, Superior Twenty Six, I think it is. The cover image is the Goblin playing chess, and the last piece on the board is Anna Maria.
1: Really, I didn't notice that it was Anna Maria.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a, diminu- a diminutive female, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bait and say it's her.
1: Wow, that is I did not look closely enough, uh, and if you look down at the your iPod, you'll you'll see it right there.
0: Yeah, so so there, ha Ha-ha. ha ha ha. <laughs> no, um, so so now let's talk a little Cam and Coley. How's that? That sounds good to me. Um, he's, he's he's on a roll right now, right? I mean, this, these are two issues in a row where I've been very happy with Tom artwork.
1: Yeah, it feels like a classic Spider-Man art to me here. And, you know, I think the real stunning thing about this it takes me back to Ron Friends, a uh, good friend of the show. Uh, Ron is really great at drawing backgrounds in the city, and it, oh, I always thought that his work made New York feel like it was coming to life and really beautiful to look at. And here... Looking at common coley 's work, man, like just all the settings are so wonderfully well done nothing is um there's no easy way out taken here even the, all the detail in the background is just wonderful yeah
0: I mean it just it's just making me wonder more and more if you know the issues with the my issues with the last common Coley arc the 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 raft arc maybe had a, more to do with kind of the um some of the writing because we had christos gauge doing scripting instead of slot and and just like it's i feel like as as time goes on and on that arc becomes less and less interesting to me and and i feel like that unfortunately kind of soured me on kamikoli like when i heard he was initially going to be the one doing this huge goblin arc i was like um really you know like that to get ramos to do that i mean ramos usually does the major slot stuff and you know, we, we obviously learned why it wouldn't be Ryan segment, and again, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but no, I mean, I, I feel like the last few issues, comic only, really, like you said, there's 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 kind of an old school friends feel to the. It's it's not just Spider Man; it's the universe. You know, there's there's there's, there's 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 a lot of things going on, a lot of different people, a lot of different textures that are populating this world right now, and 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 that's what you want to see in a Spider Man comic. It's not darkness. And in and prisons, you know, and, and, and I know, granted, that was what the story of the, of his last work was. But like, I just feel like it just I kind of all embodied this dark, moody, moody tone from every angle that I, I don't like reading about in Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, one thing I want to say about his art is that you know it's very easy to read. Like it's not like Ramos, where sometimes you're like, I don't know where things are placed in space. Like there's a really good sense of like where everything is, and um, it's in these two issues. You know, it, it was just really well paced and um, and, and plotted out. Um, and this is the kind of stuff I like seeing from him. So I hope I hope this Goblin arc plays up um, to these strengths again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I guess I guess the only thing that's a little bit of a letdown is, you know, we're 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 ending the these last run of issues here, which I think have been really last three issues have been really strong issues, and we're about to do this Venom arc, and you know, we got Ramos on the art, which is I, I'm I'm looking forward to. I I I don't remember the last time Ramos did Venom.
1: I love uh, Ramos's Venom.
0: When was it? Was it? It had to be like quote well, he did, right? he
1: did the point one issue with. Uh, oh, that's the right. That's right.
0: That's right. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like, what was I going to say that that you got Gage doing the script again? And, you know, like I just I just hope that, you know, this kind of like I feel like there's like life to this title again. And, and, and you know, like there's a lot of big stuff going on and, and a lot of forward momentum. And I would hate to feel especially since this is going to be a four part arc. I would hate for this next thing to kind of grind everything to a halt as, you know, we kind of jog in place to set up all the goblin stuff in February.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I mean, I love issues like these ones that we've we've been reading. And, um, you know, we have a big like seems like a big set piece laden stuff coming up. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, Venom, maybe a possible status quo change. Like, they've been advertising, uh, you know, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, who knows? I will
0: say that um, I, I looked at some preview art for, I think, the third part of this arc, and I definitely saw a Grizzly in a panel. So there's going to be a Grizzly sighting in Superior 20, I guess it would be 4 or 3? 24. Okay.
1: Well, that has me super excited, actually.
0: Yes. So, Grizzly, coming at you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want to give our grades?
0: Yeah, I think grades are good. Good here. Um, I'm I'm gonna go B plus. Um, I, I was leaning towards A minus on this, but the, I'm, I I I'm, I am gonna deduct a little bit of pointage for the Carly Cooper stuff.
1: Yeah, and I'm at an A minus. I like this one as much as the last, and I could have gone higher because I think this is kind of everything that I like in the Spider Man comic. But the Carly stuff is annoying. Although I feel like. I we're beating a dead horse here because it's been going on that way for so long. I've my brain has just gone, eh? Whatever. Like, just keep giving me good things. So, A minus. I'm going to go in A minus again. I'm a little bit higher than you.
0: Yeah, twice time. in a twice in a row. That's 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 crazy.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm in a good mood, I guess.
0: <laughs> so let's let's uh, why don't we do some uh, reader comments?
1: Great. So like always, you can uh, go online to our iTunes page and you can rate us on iTunes as we ask you to do. And um, and we will read them here on the show. So we actually have one new comment this time. And it's from Ryland Bojack. And he gives us a 5 out of 5. I hope that's how that's pronounced there, Ryland. Um, and it's called Best Spider Podcast. And this is what he has to say. Well, he has to say... I have to say I love this podcast. It seems like so many places on the internet focus on what are the negative aspects of comics today. It's so easy to pick out the bad stuff, but these guys seem to really focus on the positive and thoughtfully discuss what could be better. I love how they don't agree on everything as well. It makes for very interesting discussion. I do not know a lot of people who are into comics. As a matter of fact, a lot of people I know think they're kind of stupid. I very much appreciate how thoughtful the conversation is, and I find myself looking forward to each, uh, each new episode. One other cool aspect of the podcast is the discussion of classic Spidey comics. These guys know their stuff, and as a result, I've learned a lot. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work.
0: Well, thanks, Ryland, and you know, hopefully, our, our dwelling on Carly Cooper doesn't change your your opinion on talking about the good stuff versus the bad stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really appreciated this comment because you know, uh, I think we've all encountered, or us comic book readers, when you probably try to talk comics. People that aren't necessarily into comics, they kind of give you the eye roll or the, like, whatever. And, you know, and comics are probably more popular now than they've in, in popular culture than they've been for a while because of the movies and everything. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard, I think, to find, you know, adults that want to talk comics, you know, in an intelligent way. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons we started this show.
0: Yes, because we're, we're adults.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Something like that. No, but I know exactly what you're saying. I mean there's still parts of my life that I kind of conceal the comic I'm from. I mean it's kind of hard to when my name is all over a personal blog about Spider-Man. But,
1: yeah.
0: you know, <laughs> I don't necessarily go into the office and say hello yeah. and welcome welcome to Superior Spider-Talk.
1: <laughs> you ought to do that, Mark. It would be good marketing for us.
0: I, I you, you know what? You're right. You're right. So why don't we uh, take a look at some questions that were sent to us. Now, of course, you can send us your questions at superiorspidertalk at gmail.com. And we will read and discuss said questions on the air like we're about to do with what Brennan Gallagher sent in to us. His question is, if the symbiote were to bind with Spider-Man slash Dr. Octopus, would he fight it or just go with it? I think he goes with
1: it. I'd say so, too. Yeah, I definitely think he would go with it. He would see it as just another thing to make him more superior, and then eventually when he realizes the reality of it, I think he would probably try to get rid of it. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, and definitely, the, in the you know, again, going back to that preview art I was just talking about for 23, uh, 24, 23, whatever that is, the third part of the arc was. But with, with Grizzly, there were definitely some shots of superior Venom, and superior Venom definitely looked like um, Spider-Ock. Consumed by the symbiote, so um, I'm going to say we're going to learn the answer to this question pretty quickly over the next few issues, and I think um, I think Otto is going to go with it because he's you know, he's a bad guy, and that's what bad guys do. All
1: right, our next email comes from Brendan Anderson, and he writes: Hi guys, just a quick note. As you were discussing the possible methods of Peter Parker's return and how Horizon might be involved, this little gem jumped to mind from Avenging Spider-Man 15.1. So if you look down at your player right now, you guys see the image that he's talking about. Uh, maybe this one's slid by most most readers, but as soon as I read this panel in context of the Ghost Peter thing that was happening in Superior Spider-Man, it was pretty clear how Peter could climb his way back from the nether regions with the help of his Horizon friends. Anyway, until Aunt May dons the Green Goblin mask – well, there's a theory uh, – I'll keep listening. Keep up the good work, Brendan. <laughs> so, Mark, what do you think of this image uh, of, with the cast of Horizon Labs?
0: Um all right, well that's Brendan, this is a that's a pretty good catch on you. Yeah, I mean that was definitely off my radar in terms of um things. I mean what we do know with Dan Slot is Dan Slot loves to bring together um old plot lines and while this was a Yost issue of Avenging, I, I I also think that somehow um Horizon Labs and that good old time door, which we spent a good two issues with, um in the months leading up to seven hundred. I think that's gonna be playing into this big grand finale. What do you what about you, Dan?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean I think this is really clever, uh uh, Brendan that you caught this. Um but I, I don't know that I think it's actually going to come to anything. You know, a lot of these, you know, throwaway lines that slot has, uh, you know, they exist in the main title. I don't really see it, you know, especially the way that the team ups and, and, and stuff have been written recently. I find it kind of hard to believe that like, you know, they haven't even been in sync on how superior Spider-Man is to be written, much less the details on how he's going to come back. Um, and in the image, you know, watch who says, you know, catch a ghost and hold it indefinitely. And, yeah, to us, I think Peter looked like a ghost, but he's not really a ghost. He's just a remnant of, of uh, you know, Doc Ock's mind. Um, so an, an interesting idea but I I don't really know that I don't think it's gonna come to anything. But if but if it is, you'll be the first person that I apologize to and say that I'm incorrect.
0: Well I do think there's some validity that Horizon is gonna play a role in the finale.
1: Oh definitely. I and mean, Horizon is not is not out of the picture as much Horizon, as we are on a boat.
0: Yeah, Horizon's wacky technology and that time door. That time door something's gonna be something's gonna happen with that time door. Someone's gonna go back and before the switch or something. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's my, that's, maybe that's my theory now, but I don't know. I mean, of course, this, the question is, you know, who goes back and, you know, this is Peter somewhat resurrected in another body, but that's a whole other, whole other issue there. There are but, so
1: many elements at play in this series now.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. If he can uh, tie
1: it together in this Goblin Nation arc, I will be blown away.
0: Yeah. Um... So uh, this next email, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing because um, it's, it's a pretty huge email. But uh, a friend of the show, Cash Sherman, who um, loves – I love his comments on Chase and Amazing. He usually brings some really interesting things. Um, he wrote us uh, an email talking about requesting that, you know, for one of our classic segments uh, covering the David Michelinie time, working on Web of Spider-Man, not, not his um, Amazing Spider-Man work, but the, the Web of stuff. Um, which actually, one of those issues, I believe, is considered the very first appearance of Venom. It's a hand that pushes Peter onto the tracks, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, we'll, we'll I, I think I think it's something you know, maybe in the future we can try and do, or maybe do a couple of those issues. I mean, it's a it's a good like what dozen or so comics um, that he wrote. Um, you know, it, it, you know, Cass, if you if you caught me a little earlier, I maybe could have done it on the reader request month that I'm doing on Chasing um but um you know in the in the immediate future we've got some guests coming in that are going to be really exciting and obviously there's just a ton of comic book content that's being churned out right now by marvel that we're we're going to do but um say we'll just say that for right now those michelani issues are on are on our radar and under under i think strong consideration right dan
1: yeah absolutely okay So uh, back to uh, Ryland Bojack, who left us that awesome comment. Uh, He sent us an email as well that I uh, quite liked. Uh, So thanks for sending us that email. Uh, Then the email says, uh, hey, guys, I was thinking about something the other day. When I heard that Mark just had a kid a little while ago, it struck a chord with me. I have a little guy who's just under a year old as well. I'm really excited about letting him get into Spidey comics when he gets older, if he wants to, of course. But I'm not really sure the best way to do so. I started reading comics in the 90s and just kind of jumped in during Maximum Carnage or something like that. That might not have been the best way, but it obviously worked for me. What do you guys think the best way to get younger kids into comics is? You don't exactly throw some copies of Craven's Last Hunt at them and say, enjoy. Starting from the beginning may be cool, but I'm sure there are other good places to start as well. The same question goes for older readers, too. If you talked to somebody who had never read comics before and wanted to get into Spider-Man, what would you give them? I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this topic. Anyway, I really love the podcast. Keep up the great work, Rylan Bojack. So that's a lot of things to get into. Where will we tell readers, old and young, uh, to start with Spider-Man, and um, and how will we get them into it?
0: You know what? I, I always start, I tell them to read the, the, the Dick Lee run. I, I feel like if you want to have an inherent understanding of everything that is Spider-Man, the character, his universe, the Parker luck. Resp- great power, must-come responsibility, Aunt May and her wheat cakes, et cetera, et cetera. you got you to gotta just sit down, get a collected edition, go on the Marvel U app, whatever your math is, and read those first 38 issues and Amazing Fantasy.
1: Yeah, That's- I'd say – I'd add on to that if um, – like those are the great great place to start. But if you're dealing with someone who hasn't read comics yet, they might be a little dated for Modern Sensibilities. That's fair. Um, so I would throw them towards Ultimate Spider Man where they can kind of fall in love with the character and then maybe bring them back into the normal Marvel universe. Um, I think. That's, that... Go ahead.
0: That's, I was going to say that's one instance where I will agree with you about Ultimate, but
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but
0: you're right. You're right.
1: I think if you're dealing with younger kids, you know, I think Ultimate is great for teenagers and adults. I don't know that all of the little details that make that series special, all the character interactions, will really be loved by a kid who's looking for like action and kind of things that get to the point, um, which I think they'll enjoy the Stan Lee issues for. I would just go get them like a a best of Spider-Man book and let them dig through all the different eras and kind of see what's best about him. That's how I kind of fell in love with the character. Um, but uh, you know, I I would I would say um, that there's also the Marvel Adventures Spider-Man, and I haven't read those, but they're ki- they're more kid oriented, and and that might be a good way to like safely get them into the series because it's certainly not Superior Spider-Man. The, it, right. That is a dark, especially if we're talking about the annual, a dark series that uh, is so heavy in content. I can't imagine n- what new readers must think of this book
0: yeah yeah definitely and i know joe caramanga letter letterer extraordinaire from marvel he's written a couple of like young adult novels um on spider-man just another outlet
1: and you can always tell them to listen to uh, you know our episodes of the show <laughs> and they, we could yeah. talk we could talk them through superior yes
0: yeah, so as long as we don't, we don't as long as we don't crack too many jokes about the hand
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh why don't we talk some spidey news
1: all right And my time was running wild In the dead end streets And every time I thought I'd got it made It seemed the taste was not so sweet So I turned myself to face man, But I've never caught a glimpse Of how the others must see the faker i'm much too fast to take that test of so uh, what did we hear this week mark
0: well um we got a couple interesting little tidbits um one of the, one of them is um ryan Stegman announced via well marvel teaser and then via twitter that he's going to be um working on the, a new Wolverine series with um, Paul Cornell. So that, corresponds course, the question, are you working on Superior? And I asked him directly on Twitter, and Ryan's response to me was, I'm done with Superior for now. So it um, looks like Stegman is out of the rotation for the time being, which is a shame because I really liked Ryan's work on Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I know from our interview that we did with him at Comic-Con and just he he is ecstatic to be doing Wolverine. This is like a dream come true for him. You know, this is, you know, I mean, Ryan is like, our you know, our age, Dan. So, I mean, for him, you know, Wolverine was is the icon of probably our generation. I mean, he's not my cup of tea because I like my heroes to be heroes, not anti-heroes. But, um, but you know, obviously I can see someone like just being completely blown away by having the opportunity to work on Wolverine if they're like an artist who grew up in, you know, in our age bracket. So, um, you know, kudos to Ryan for, for getting a, a dream come true. But like, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll miss him in the rotation. I wonder if we're going to get a, a third artist back into the mix.
1: Yeah. Could someone have heard our interview with Bagley and, and, and read the post on Spider-Fan asking him to return?
0: Oh, man, I would love Bagley, but, like, I mean, I think it would be an insult to Bagley if he was just part of a rotation, don't you think?
1: Yeah, he's too hes too good and too quick uh, to produce things to, I think, really—I bet he could produce two issues of this a month just by himself.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe he takes an arc off every, like, third arc or something like that, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you know— Bagley's a Bagley's a, a, a I don't want to say a living legend. That sounds like a little hokey, but you know what I mean. Like he's he's a heavy, he's a home run hitter. You know what I mean. Like he's I, I I could see them you know throwing him on another title that they they really want to like bring along that that, that 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 they have high hopes for. Kind of like what they were doing with him and Matt Fraction on Fantastic Four. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I you know I do think Ryan will be back. Uh, you know he's doing this Wolverine title that's like. You know, going to last for a little while, you know, but, you know, it could just be that he's taking, you know, time to do something else. while Kevin Coley does this really long Goblin Nation, you know, that's going to last us through, you know, like March or whatever, you know, Uh, Stegman needs some work.
0: Yes. Yes, of course. Um, And then uh, in terms of other people coming and going and this one, I'm not as broken up about. We got Chris Yost is going to be leaving. Uh, Superior Spider-Man Team-Up, and Kevin chinnick who's doing well from Robot Chicken fame, but also from Superior Carnage fame. He's going to be the new regular writer on Team-Up, um, and I, I think this change is welcomed. I, 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 you know, I, I know a lot of people have very high praise and high hopes for Chris Yost, but I don't know, like Team-Up and Avenging. Those, those stories have just not been clicking for me for a while, and I, I, I feel like Shinnick has done a really great job on Carnage. I mean, it's the first Carnage story that I really sincerely like in a really long time, this, despite the fact that it's really not Cletus Cassidy, which I know has the symbiote cult all pissed off. But, um, you know, I, 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 I look forward to seeing Shinnick do some Spider-Man stories.
1: And I'm right there with you, I especially reading uh, Superior Team-Up number 6 today. I'm just still kind of left cold by the series, and I'm ready for some new blood to come in. So looking forward to Shinnick, uh, and I'm loving the Carnage story as well. So, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see how much the title like, really changes under New Direction.
0: Definitely. Um, and then, of course, this last tidbit, which was announced, um, well, by the time you read – by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll probably be this past week. Uh looks like Agent Venom is going to be part of Guardians of the Galaxy? Huh?
1: <laughs> looks like it. Um, so there is a free comic book uh, day comic for Guardians of the Galaxy, and they just announced there was a blacked-out character that was revealed today to be Agent Venom. And uh, the same issue, the free issue, also has a backup in it written by dan slot that's going to lead into the goblin nation story but i mean is this a spoiler for the next arc of superior spider-man you know anything can happen well it looks like maybe nothing happens maybe flash thompson is still venom by the end of the story
0: right well that's that's all well and good um <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he loses it and he gets it back I don't know but I uh,
1: yeah I'm sure that's probably what will happen but
0: uh but yeah. I I mean I'm I'm intrigued by this and and then of course I also wonder what this means because you know we know that Marvel loves to have synergy between its comic books and its movies especially the Marvel Studios movies and with Guardians coming out next summer I mean if this is if he's going to be part of the rotation come May I think is what they is what the announcement said today um yeah I mean is that going to it doesn't look like there's any discussion of Venom being in the movie, but
1: he won't I, be because he's owned by Sony. And...
0: Right, but but I'm wondering if this is a one of their workarounds. Like, if is Eddie Brock owned by Sony and Agent Venom owned by Marvel? You know what I mean? Like, this it's,
1: is... it's an interesting idea, but probably way too late for them to execute.
0: Well, not for this movie, but I'm just saying, if this is this a way to bring Agent Venom into the Marvel movie universe? That's because... an
1: interesting idea.
0: Because it's, I mean, you know, someone raised the question, um, you know, with this whole, not too tangential, folks, but with this whole uh, situation with um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch being in both the Avengers 2 and in Days of Future Past, which are the two separate studios, you got the Sony and the Marvel Studios, um, that, you know, I I heard... um, one of the podcasts that I listened to, um, the Matt and Brett Love Comics, I believe it was on them where I, where I heard it, where they're talking about this whole inhumanity thing that's going to be kind of pushing the new Marvel status quo over the next year and this Terrigen mist that's going to bring out powers in people. It's basically, it sounds like it's a workaround to get mutants involved in a way where we don't call them mutants and thus we can use them in Marvel movies. Um, so I, I, I'm just saying we we, we we probably need to look for elements of the Spider-Man universe that can be worked around to be brought into Marvel movies because that seems to be a very intentional thing that's going on in the comic book universe right now.
1: Yeah, I don't know about the legalese of it, but uh, it's an interesting idea.
0: Yeah. So – but uh, in the meantime, Venom and Brian Michael Bendis will be writing them. So yeah. that should be at least more interesting than what Colin Bunn has been doing, right?
1: I agree. I, I'm a big Brian Michael Bendis fan. so
0: BMB. Um, so she, you, you and you'll well, you won't have Ultimate probably much longer, Dan. So
1: hey, quiet down. I think it's going to continue the way he's writing it in Cataclysm. I think I think Spider-Man is going to save the universe and uh, and end up keeping his series. So we will talk about that later. If that series ends, I think you and I need to record an Ultimate Spider-Man discussion.
0: All right, we'll, we'll put it put it put it in the on the on the I don't even know what I was going to say. The docket. <laughs> Yes. We'll put it on the docket. There we go. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So uh, why, don't, why don't you start taking us home, Danny boy?
1: All right. Well, of course, you can find all of our Superior Spider Talk podcasts at com or find us on iTunes by searching for Superior Spider Talk or just Spider-Man and we come right up there. And if you do, please leave us a rating and a comment to let us know how we're doing and we'll read it on the air. It's through your comments that we get a larger listening audience. So we're really appreciative of it. And if, again, if you have any opinions on these comics or questions, please email them to us at talk at gmail.com, and we'll address and read them on the air as we just did today.
0: Yes, and also be sure to check our Facebook page at facebook.com slash superiorspidertalk because it's a great place to keep up with us in between shows um, because we like to put up articles and and talk talk smack about each other. Well, no, not really, but... Facebook. Like the page. It's great. It's a great way to get in touch with us. We really urge it. Do it. Again, facebook.com slash talk. Right.
1: Well, you can always find my work on grindmyreels.com for all my movie stuff. And you can see all the things that are me-related at dan.gavazdin.com. And I just picked up a new magazine that I'm writing for called What Weekly. And you can check out my weekly posts on there at whatweekly.com. Um, You know, I've been writing about some movies and Netflix reviews and things like that. So, you know, if you like that kind of stuff, check out WhatWeekly.com. How about you, Mark? Uh, Where can we find you?
0: Um, Well, you know, as always, there is ChasingAmazingBlog.com, which is my home base. And uh, all through the month of November, I've been doing my reader requests. I'm going to be wrapping that up uh, the last week of November and kind of simmering down a little bit in December. We'll have a themeless month in December. You can find me on Twitter at chasingasmblog, um, and you, of course you can find me with Gimmick or good on the comics should be good blog.
1: Um, Mark, these are all great places to find you. And, and speaking of finding you, I was walking around New York City the other day, and I, I didn't call you again. I, I apologize.
0: That's all right.
1: Yeah, um, and and you know I'm walking down uh, Houston Street, and you know because I know how to pronounce it correctly. And so I'm walking down Houston Street and, you know, I I saw this thing out of the corner of my eye. I looked up into the sky and it was this floating head of this man. And no matter where I ran, this floating head you know, kind of transparent, like just kept following everywhere and just.
0: Wait, wait, was it Mustafa from The Lion King?
1: No, 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 no. It was like an older gray haired man, uh, and, and he kept just shouting things, like making me feel really guilty about, about everything, you know? Like, no matter where I went, he kept reminding me of, 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 of things that I had done. But then I realized, wait a second, like, all these things you're laying at my feet, I haven't done any of them. And he said, oh, oh my God, uh, I'm supposed to be talking to Peter, but you look familiar uh do you do you happen to know Mark Genocchio? and I said, yes, I do
0: i I, I think I know who you're talking about and it's not Mustafa.
1: who it's is uncle it who is it it's, it's it's my uncle Ben. oh my God, could you tell him to stop following me?
0: No, because he's going to tell you If I tell him to stop following you He's going to turn around and say With great podcasts Must also come Superior Spider-Talk